Everybody, welcome to a special bonus bonus episode of the Geek Generation. I'm joined in studio by Mike Volpe and mm-hmm. Mikey Arsenault. Hello, hello, hello. Mikey hasn't been on the show in a while, but he is here today. I am. Uh, we decided that we should cover all of the information that came out from the PlayStation 2013 press conference. Yes, which was as anticipated, the meeting and the announcement uh, for the PlayStation 4. So. Tons of info we're going to get out to you. We're going to try to answer some questions. There seem to be some misconceptions. And it was like a two-hour press conference. That's so long. Yeah, but it's it's typical. They like to do a lot of fanfare and a lot of gobbledygook. The one thing that I will never understand is, I'm sure it's an ego thing, but they always have the CEO of whatever company come out, regardless of how great their English is. Yeah. So someone uh, announced, someone came out to announce that they are going to be doing a Final Fantasy title for PS4. They're developing it right now. Yeah. There was like no applause because no one could really tell what he said. <laughs> yeah. So, or they have to have the translator there. And that's right. the worst. Because then you're like, you're listening to like, and then you look at the other guy like, what did he say? Yeah. Uh, Yoshi Ono <laughs> from Capcom yeah. always has a translator out. And he did it too uh, at the uh Well, isn't at, that at the, uh, the guy who owned uh, Nintendo? He does it, too. Shigeru Miyamoto? Yeah. Yeah, he always has a translator as well. He doesn't own it, but he, oh. uh, he's the guy that made Mario and Luigi mm. and yeah, all that stuff. Was, Donkey if Kong. you made Mario, you <laughs> yeah. own Nintendo. <laughs> because if, if you made the jump to the other two pla- other two systems, Nintendo's dead. You might not own them on paper, but you do have them by the balls. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the Donkey Kong balls. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. So, PlayStation 4 was announced. The release date, which is not set entirely like on an actual date yet they just said holiday 2013 mm-hmm. so That's we are soon. getting it this year yeah. supposedly and they would be foolish not to like even if it's not 100 ready <laughs> they're gonna have to get it out by the holiday if they really want to get the money off of it yeah and they're trying to be xbox this time around right because xbox of last time yeah 360 came out a year prior to the PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. and a, over a million units of the Xbox were sold before PlayStation even entered right. the arena on that generation. So that's a huge difference. And obviously, they're trying to get the jump this time. <laughs> Nintendo's got their Wii U. <laughs> I know. It's kind of sad. It is. <laughs> they just launched the Wii U. They finally have a console that has HD video. And PS4 goes, <laughs> boom! <laughs> like a swift <laughs> kick in the face. Yeah. Uh. That's the finish right there. All right, so uh, they did give that release window. Mm-hmm. They have not yet announced a price. Right. There's speculation to anywhere between like 450 up to like the $600 range, which is the normal uh, that PS3 came out as. Well, I thought, all right, is that where when PS3 it launched, was? When it launched, yeah. It was like $600 when you first got yeah. it. Yeah. So this could end up in the same area. You don't think it'll be more? No. No, because if they go too high... 
uh, you're buying a computer, basically. Right, right. Which is what it is when you look at it. I mean, this is, we'll get into that. But yeah. I mean, it's a powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that was very strange that I don't know how many people even thought about, we never saw the console. Yeah. So what's it? Yeah. They never it's showed true. what it looked like the whole time. So we have no idea. <laughs> Not probably, that it's going to matter. Well, that'll be the big release, I'm sure, at E3. Right. They'll say, all right, we're going to show you what it looks like. Exactly. Because we're not done with it yet. <laughs> so I did, um, like I said, I watched the entire two-hour press conference. I took a whole bunch of time gathering all the information, made like a whole bullet point article. If people want to watch the whole press conference, you can. It's on YouTube, and it's also posted on thegeekgeneration.com, the entire like two-hour, five-minute, whatever. And then uh, there is an article that gives you just the highlights of the things that you need to know or everything we know right now. So you can check that out, too. Uh, so just run down the list of what we have here. The hardware is incredibly impressive. Uh, it says it's centered around a powerful custom chip that contains eight x86 64 cores and a state-of-the-art graphics processor, a GPU that generates 1.84 teraflops of processing power. That can be applied to graphics, simultaneous uh, simulation tasks, or some mixture of the two. And they're making a jump. PS3 has 256 kilobytes of unified system memory. This one's jumping up to 8 gigs. <laughs> that's <laughs> not mess around this time. No, no. And if people don't know exactly what that is, that's like your RAM, essentially. So whatever active stuff it can store is going from 256 kilobytes or 256 megabytes, sorry, up to eight gigabytes so what is that what does that mean though for the average gamer like what does that do to gameplay and that means stuff? what can actively load at any given time so, so your load screens are going to be right non- gone almost non-existent gone yet. totally gone you're not gonna see pop-ups in the game unless the game was really bad right developed and the and the way that the the gpu and the cpu are operating there's two different processes there so the graphics are all on one while everything else is on mm. the other so they can kind of work independently. Uh, the cell processor technology that the PS3 had is out the window. And the reason being for that is because the PS3 was very difficult for game programmers to make games for mm-hmm. because it was too specific as far as their hardware goes. This is something a little more broad, and it's going to be a lot easier to build games for the PS4. Well, that's important. You can have the greatest machine on earth, but if, it's, if the developer is pulling his hair out to make a game, then it's pointless. Right. Like most of the stuff we're going over now, the general public might not even care about. Like you said, it's the games that's going to sell yeah. the system for you and not necessarily the hardware and what mm. this thing is capable of. Uh, the DualShock controller, they're moving up from the DualShock 3 to the DualShock 4. Fanboys of PlayStation will be happy to know there's not a huge change in the structure of it. It is still the the same bit. Actually, you want to? I'll, I'll spin my monitor around for a minute so you can see it, Mikey, because I don't think you have yet. No, I looked at the photos. Visually to me, oh, it, you looked looks, at them? it looks bigger. It might be a little bit bigger, but I don't think it's from like the in your hand. Yeah, it's more that middle section. To yeah, me, that looks bigger. It's bulked up a little bit. Yep. And that middle section has a touch screen area, uh, which is kind of carried over from the Vita because the PS Vita has one on the front. The actual screen is a touch screen. And the one that's on the DualShock 4, that same kind of touch screen is on the back of the Vita. So it's going to offer some of that similar gameplay mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, they also got rid of the start and select buttons, which we've had on like every controller forever. And they've relegated it to one options button that'll makes go sense. up instead. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, there's a light bar now on the top that will be pointing towards the, uh, the new PlayStation Eye, which we'll talk about. And it changes color, just like the orbs on the move controllers, mm-hmm. which essentially turns each of these controllers into 
a move controller that can be tracked in one way or another by the PlayStation Eye. However, the actual move that people might have now is still going to work. So that hardware is going to carry over and Mm -hmm. you can keep using it. The main, I think, reason for things like this is since the new PlayStation Eye is very Kinect-like, like it has the dual cameras like the Kinect does, and I think it will work very similar to where you can use just your body. Uh, When you're using a controller, this will help the camera identify which player is which. Mm -hmm. So you'll each have a different color on the top of your controller. But I guess it can also be used for someone that is playing a game too, like it could start blinking if you have low health to give you a warning, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The controller also now has a built-in speaker and a stereo headset jack. So you could get sounds just like you could have out of like a Wiimote. Mm -hmm. You could get them right out of the controller themselves. Um, you can also plug in a heads, headphone jack and you can use a chat feature. So you can hear your buddy chatting to you right in your headset that you plugged into your controller mm-hmm. and you can talk to him through the microphone that's in the eye camera. So yeah. the eye is very much like the connect. Yeah, it is. PS4 yeah. is like going Wii U, F you. <laughs> connect, F you. Like we're taking all your technologies well, that's, that's, and putting them well, into yeah, one. Yeah, that's what they're all going to do. I mean, Which was inevitable. Find what yeah. works best and try to duplicate it and make it better. Mm. They're just the, going to keep with building the eye, on. though, and the controllers yep. and how they change color. Now, say you had like two people playing, I don't know, like tennis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you said it was each color would be for a different person. But yep. what do you do? I mean, you're not going to really want to hold on to the to the re- remote while you're trying to play. Right. You know, if as it's, far as using it like a move. Yeah. If you're, well, yeah. If it's working like the connect and it sees your body. Yeah, well, yeah, it I may don't, not be the easiest. It thing depends to hold on the to game. With one hand, either yeah. with right. the, the way it's designed. Who knows? Who knows what they're gonna do? It depends on the game too. Because yeah. I mean, you're not gonna use that kind of controller to play tennis. I don't think it's yeah. just not. It doesn't lend itself. Well, to I it. mean, is it just gonna fully, can, uh, like, uh, just like the Connect will just just use your body? I believe you can. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually, let's talk about the eye then. And actually, before we get to the eye, one more other thing: the controller, the DualShock Four, will have a share button. For social integration, and we'll talk about the details of that, too, as we move forward. Uh, so the PlayStation 4i incorporates two high-sensitive cameras that have wide-angle lenses with 85-degree diagonal angle views, which can recognize the depth of space precisely. They incorporated four microphones, which are capable of accurate sound detection and or uh, and sound origination. Mm. So it can tell where the sound is coming from, not just that it's being recorded. I'm sure that will have some usefulness of some type i'm not entirely sure they're giving developers the option they're saying look we're going to give you the opportunity to do all these things it's up to you if you're going to do it right some of them may some of them one thing too that's big with this is that the playstation i is not going to be an add-on peripheral it's part of the system now Mm -hmm. so this is something that comes with it which is a big change uh users will be able to log into the ps4 with face recognition Mm -hmm. so instead of like choosing a user you can just like stand in front of your thing and it goes oh it's you i mean <laughs> that's kind of crazy mm-hmm. uh senses the color of the dualshock 4's light bar to judge the position of multiple players and supports the current playstation move controllers so that's pretty much all the information on the eye mm-hmm. again it just sounds a lot like a connect and they did mm-hmm. mention in other things about like detecting your body movements and things like that so again very very similar to connect social integration this is a big focus of the ps4 some people are excited about it. Other people could care less. That's and me. some people are like, how do I turn it off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as obtrusive as people might speculate and all the conspiracy theories that start up with that. I wouldn't worry too much about that at all. 
Social integration provides dedicated, always-on video compression and decompression systems that enable seamless uploading of gameplay to social networks with a press of the share button on the DualShock 4 controller. So basically, while you're playing, the system is always keeping a recording of the last, I don't know what the time frame will be, but the last so many minutes of gameplay is mm-hmm. recording. And if you hit the share button, you can encode that into whatever file format you're going to upload it to. You can go right to Facebook. You can mm-hmm. go right to YouTube. You can go right to like Ustream or something yep. and just share your stuff instantly like that and then get right back into the game. Mm-hmm. That's that, kind of crazy. That would have been fun. It kind of could have bring us back to like college when we all started playing Tony Hawk. But now that we we're not to all together, our runs, yeah, everybody yeah. was trying to beat everybody else's yep. score. Yeah. And now you could show them the video and mm-hmm. be like, in your face. <laughs> but I think now part of that is we can still do the same thing, even though we're not in the same room. I can record my Tony Hawk run, send it to you on Facebook and go beat that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this t- just takes out the step of having to go to Facebook. It's right. Just hit a button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be fun. Yeah. It could be. Well, I think it'll be good for people that want to do like a lot of the video game capture stuff. Like if we wanted to start capturing things and doing yeah. YouTube videos with gameplay, it's so much easier now. I have a, a kid I play Halo with. <clears throat> he's like 18. He does the same. They use that. I think it's Ustream. Yeah. He set mm-hmm. up an account. And as he's playing, it's I can sit at home and watch him play Halo right, right. on my iPhone, which is really cool. So, And he's really good, too. So I know that was one of the things that they were talking about. Well, then he'll probably the really like this then. Learn from other players yeah. and, and stuff. So. There you go. Yeah. And they said that spectating is becoming a huge thing in the gamer community where people really want to watch other people play. And yeah. like, boom, I've been doing that for years. Mikey <laughs> <laughs> like was way ahead of his he's time. He's the originator of That's spectating. Right. That's right. Been doing that since 99. <laughs> <laughs> spectating since 99. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Game spectator. Hardcore. Uh, it enhances the social spectating by enabling gamers to broadcast their gameplay in real time to friends using live internet streaming mm-hmm. services such as Ustream. Right. So Ustream will be directly tied in. So right. your friend could mm. totally cut out the middleman and just go right from console to Ustream. Yeah. No added anything in. And Yeah, I don't know what he, I don't know if he had to hook his Xbox up to his computer. But I, they, yeah, they're right. They're skipping that step and going, all right, look, since it's the PlayStation is going to connect to the internet anyway, yeah. let's yeah. just allow it to connect to that website or that feature. I'm, I'm predicting sense. a geek generation Ustream channel. Yeah. Where whenever someone's playing, we just <laughs> throw it right up while we're playing. Let's watch Rob annihilate Mike in <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I won't even get a hit in. I, I can't play that game. <laughs> Fun game. That game, speaking of which, that's a game where I can sit and watch him play. Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah. Not many other games can I do that, but Mortal Kombat is fun to watch. It is. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. I'm waiting for uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, it's Start not, watching not. that. <laughs> It'll never happen. Uh, during live broadcasts, friends can make comments on the streamed gameplay, and if a gamer gets stuck on a challenging level, friends can also join the game in completely new ways. For example, friends can offer health potions or special weapons when a player needs them most during actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, there's got to be a way to stop people from just abusing that oh, I'm ability. Sure. They're, I'm sure they're going to. But one of the things that they said during the press conference, too, is like you have you have that spectator thing where uh, you almost feel like you're watching over someone's shoulder and coaching them along as you're going. This is me and Mikey playing Grand Theft Auto while he's navigating around for me and stuff. <laughs> But, like, you can now do that 
with the streaming on the PlayStation. But another thing you can do that they said or will be able to do is that let's say um, let's say you played a game that you're having a certain difficulty getting through a certain part and a friend of yours has beaten that part. You can give them remote access to your system and they can play via theirs to get through that part for you. Mm. Like they'll take control and play that particular section of the game. Hmm. That's kind of it's like cool handing feature, off. But, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. Yeah. It, it takes away that sense of accomplishment. It does. Like well, if, it's not something I would necessarily do. Right. But it's it's essentially it's a feature that's available. Yeah. It's yeah. like handing off the controller to your buddy in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't beat this. Will you just right. beat him? Right. Beat this. Basically, what they're is. trying to do with this system, as far as the social integration goes, is to create an environment where it feels like even if you are not in the same room, you are. Like they don't want to have any restrictions on what you could do. Mm-hmm. So wait for the feature where there's something where you can hit your friend through the PlayStation after he beats you in a fighting game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll come eventually, I'm sure. It would have been where you cool. can fart at the controller and the smell comes through. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I would buy a PlayStation 4 just for that feature alone. <laughs> Putting the remote on people's pillows, giving them pink eye in the yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Then there's the second screen, the remote play options. So it integrates a second screen like the PS Vita uh, smartphones. It does use smartphones and tablets. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Like there is the the stuff we haven't talked about Destiny on the show yet, yeah. and not just the concept, the game, uh, the new Bungie game Destiny, which we'll probably talk about in our episode next week. But it does incorporate different things through smartphones and tablets and all that stuff, and you'll be able to have I don't know some sort of integration with those devices. Yeah. But the big add-on, I think this is a big push for people getting the Vita. Is that with the remote play option, uh, you can seamlessly pull most PS4 titles from the living room TV and play them on the PS Vita screen over a Wi-Fi network. Mm. So you don't have to have the game loaded on your system. The Vita itself, the hardware couldn't handle what the PlayStation can do, but the PlayStation 4 will do all the work Mm -hmm. and then stream that video seamlessly to your PS4, or sorry, to your PS Vita, and you can play on the smaller screen there. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of my uh, my uh, Kindle Fire that I have. Yeah, nothing loads directly onto the Fire. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting loaded on somewhere else, and basically the the Fire is more of a just kind of like a screen to that other remote. Sure, it's an input device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's basically what the Vita will be. It'll be like using mm-hmm. a controller with its own screen, but the the system's doing all the power. And if people have ever heard of the OnLive gaming service, that was something where. I don't know if it's still around really, but it was the idea that there were going to be all these computers processing and doing all the graphical work on a game. Mm -hmm. And then it would just stream it to your computer and you didn't have to have a computer that was super souped up. You could still play high end video games at the Mm -hmm. graphics that they had and you just saw on your monitor. This is the same idea. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and the new PlayStation app will enable iPhone, iPad and Android based Mm -hmm. smartphones and tablets to become second screens. Uh, when installed on those devices, users can, for example, see maps on their second screens when playing an adventure game, purchase PS4 games while away from home, and download it directly to the console at home, or remotely watch other gamers playing on their devices. Yeah. So if you want to spectate from a second screen, if I need Mikey to open up his iPhone and uh, pull the map open while I'm driving around, whatever. <clears throat> or you, can, you know what? It'd be really cool when you're, if they do another uh, Fallout game. Yeah. You could just like duct tape your 
you know, your have iPhone. a pit boy. You can have the pit boy duct tape to your arm. That'd be, That'd sick. be sick. I yeah. can see that being sold as like an, uh, an extra an accessory. Accessory where it just it's it holds the, your iPhone. Yep. So there's like a like a belt clip, but it's for your yeah. No joke either. No, I like, know that. I'm, I'm well, sure that's going to happen. We got to edit Copy this part right. out, people. Yes. <laughs> hear this. No, that actually be really sick. Three if you purple. could have a legit pit boy that you yeah. could pull up and change things. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't really care about the second screen options until you just said that. Not like I'll ever play another Fallout game again anyway, because at this rate, who knows? Uh, immediate gameplay is a huge focus, too, of this and there were people we were talking about a lot in the fan group about the ps4 and debating what it can do and what it can't do and someone suggested that most of the things a ps4 will be able to do a simple system update on the ps3 could fix no (laughs) no this is a fundamental change at the hardware level this is and this is part of it the immediacy of gameplay these are hardware changes they're taking in a completely new direction and these things are hardwired in and they have to exist that way. You can't just update software on here. But anyway, uh, the PS4 will feature a suspend mode. This is the thing like this alone sells the console for me. Features a suspend mode, which keeps the system in a low power state while preserving the game session. The time it takes today to boot a console and load a save game will be a thing of the past. Gamers just hit the power button again and are promptly back playing the game at the exact point where they left off. So to break that down just for a sec. It's like sleep mode on your computer. Yeah. You just move the mouse and boop, back up right where you were in Windows and Exactly. So like whatever. you're playing you're playing a game, you pause it, you hit the power button, it goes into standby. Mm-hmm. You didn't exit the game or anything. You come back, you hit power, boom, right back. Well, that makes that that actually seems like the most logical upgrade to a system that yeah. you could make. I mean And that's that it's something it? yeah. so simple, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's like a computer. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but some games now have such a huge commitment. You don't want to get it started because you don't have the time jump right. to yeah. really get at it. But knowing that now you don't have to worry about trying to come across like a save point, mm-hmm. you can just leave it whenever you want. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Cool. That yeah. is huge. Because sometimes you feel like you have to finish a mission, get to the save point, and then or it's, you just wasted all your time. Yep. And then you end up wasting more time playing the game when you should be doing something else. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, it also enables games to be downloaded or updated in the background or even in standby mode. The system yeah. takes it one step further by making digital titles playable as they're being downloaded. So if you buy a game, mm-hmm. it'll start to download, and the way that it's going to download is a little different. So it will actually download portions of the game first uh, that you need first, and you can start yeah. playing the first level while you're playing the first. The second one will be downloading, and et cetera, et cetera. And then who knows by how long it would take it to normally download. It would be done and finished in there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. That is really cool. The only thing that kind of creeped me out when I was watching one of the videos they were talking about is that they're going to try and predict what games you're going to buy. Well, this is no different than when you have an account on YouTube and it says these are videos you might want to watch and sometimes you're like, that's not even close and other times you're like, yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) Right. I do want to see The Rock do the rock bottom to the big show through a table. How did you know that? <laughs> you know, I, I it, again, I, well, know. no, and that's okay. I don't yeah. mind. I don't, they're going to have like uh gamer specific 
advertising. Yeah. So they're going to advertise like Amazon would and say, you've looked at these products. You might be interested in these. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. The thing that's a step further and a little strange and creepy to me. Yeah, I know where you're going with is this. Is that they, they're going to download games to your system that they think you're going to buy mm-hmm. so that when you hit buy, you'll have it already. And you won't have to wait for it to download. That I'm sure that'll be a feature you can toggle on and off. Probably. Because that could hold. I mean, if all every week it's downloading a new game, that's going to take up a lot of hard drive space. Right. And it's only a matter of time. Granted, there's a ton of space before you start using up significant amounts. And I of space. guarantee it's it's a certain period of if you don't buy it, it deletes itself type yeah. thing. But still, yeah, I can't imagine that would be an always on required feature. Mm. Cause I'm turning it off right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little obtrusive to me. But aside from that, like that's the one negative of this entire system that I've seen. Uh, the last thing is the cloud gaming, which is another really cool thing. Combining PlayStation Network with Gaikai Inc.'s cloud technology. If people don't know about Gaikai, it was a company that was purchased by PlayStation last or by Sony last summer. And everyone was like, what? Like it was a mystery purchase. And Gaikai is like, they have the fastest cloud networking system. I'm glad they didn't go with Apple. Right. That's on the decline. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, they have the fastest cloud networking system in place, and it's the only thing that would support the goals that PlayStation has in mind. So uh, combining PlayStation Network with Gaikai Inc.'s cloud technology, it is SCE's goal to make free exploration possible for various games. In the future, when a gamer sees a title of interest in PlayStation Store, they can immediately start playing a portion of the actual game, not a stripped-down version of the game, so no more demos. With Gaikai and PlayStation Store, gamers will be able to experience appealing games and only pay for the games they actually love. So you'll be able to play large portions of actual games, and if you like it, you buy it. If you don't, you stop playing. <laughs> that's a really interesting proposition to me. And that's um, part of, like, you're playing it, but you haven't downloaded it. It's not yours, you know? <laughs> so you're just playing it over the cloud. The other thing, too, is that people ask right away, backwards compatibility. Do we have it? Yeah. Do we not have it? From a hardware standpoint, no. We do not have backwards compatibility. Uh, people are going to bitch and complain. The newer models of PS3 are not backwards compatible anyway. Mm-hmm. Only the original ones were. And that backwards compatibility for most people is a limited window. Within like the first two or three years, you'll still be playing your PlayStation 3 games. Once your library builds up, you rarely go back to those old ones. Even though it doesn't seem like graphics are going to get or could get any better, they're getting better and they do with every generation. Eventually, the PS3 games feel old and feel dated. Mm-hmm. So... Eventually, backwards compatibility is not going to matter. But the PlayStation Cloud, which is a new term that they have uh, come up with, supports the SCE's long-term vision. So it's not active yet, but it's something they're working on of making PlayStation libraries, including an incredible catalog of more than 3000 PS3 titles available, in addition to titles from PS2 and PS1. So again, using that same kind of streaming idea, you'll be able to access past games so maybe the whole entire prior PlayStation catalog mm-hmm. from every prior system. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it'd be nice if you could access the games you already own for free. That's yeah. one of the things I'm worried about. I don't want to have to rebuy games that I already own. If I could prove to them that, yeah, by like scanning the barcode or yeah. something that I own it already. Disc somewhere, right, yeah. right. 
I think that's a necessity because I won't be repurchasing. I'll just keep my PS3 hooked up too if I need to. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'd even be willing to like send in my games and then have them like send me a voucher or something. Sure. To let me purchase them back. Yeah. No, I could see that happening. Um, so that's that's the major news. Yeah. They did. I'm sure you want to hear about games because that's well, that's that's (laughs) what I was. My big thing is you could you could talk about hardware all day long and what it what it can do, what it's gonna do, but. Until you have the system in your hands or you're at a friend's house playing it, until you see the games. Yep. You know, the example I gave was with, and I have no problem with PlayStation. Trust me, I had PlayStation 1, I had PlayStation 2. The only reason I didn't initially buy a PlayStation 3 was there wasn't a game that made me go, I need to buy a PlayStation 3. And they were super expensive. I made the jump over to Microsoft and Xbox for Halo, and that was it. I mean, I was playing it at a friend's house, and then I was like, I like this game so much, I need to buy the Xbox so I can own it. And then I get the 360 because I wanted to finish the story. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, if play, trust me, if PlayStation 4 comes out with a game and I'm just like, I need to have that game and I can't get it on Xbox, I'll get a PlayStation 4. That's um, why I always stuck with PlayStation. It's like with Kill, like I use always use Killzone. Like when PlayStation 3 was launching and they showed that video of Killzone, I was like, holy crap, that this game's going to look, this is like real. This is amazing. And then when you actually got the game in your hand, you were like, well, that's not quite what it looked like. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we can't always come on. We, we made it look better than it was. Well, like although I, I want to, I need to see, the, I want to play the games. That's what's important to me. I mean, this thing could, this thing could give me a back massage while I'm playing it. But if the games aren't fun, then what am I going to do with it? <laughs> you know, they did show some pretty impressive visuals while they were showing yeah. off this. But at the same time, it, you do run into that. Is it just rendered for yeah. whatever book? The kill zone footage they were showing, like mm-hmm. they were moving the camera around mm-hmm. actively, and most of these demos they were moving the camera, they learned which means lesson. that it's yeah. you can't you can't pre-render that. Mm-hmm. That's something that's part of the active gameplay, and the graphics look amazing. Mm-hmm. They said this is the first system or the first console where they can they have the processing power to mirror CGI movie quality CGI. Mm-hmm. So the characters you see in a movie, they can now achieve those graphics on this console. Well, mm-hmm. And this is the first one to get to that level. That's really impressive. And it will make movie license games, I'm sure, a lot more interesting because they could actually match the quality of whatever. I'm like, imagine a Pixar mm-hmm. game that looks exactly like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, so just to go down some of the games that were announced real quick, I don't want to make this episode too long. The first one they announced was a game called Knack. Which someone was complaining is a kitty looking game coming right out of the bat. Oh, I've never seen that. But yeah. they always do that, and that's fine. And I actually think it looks like a really cool game. Have you seen anything on this, Mikey? No. Okay. So there's this little like robotic thing that's made up of different like shapes and pieces and stuff. But as you move through, and of course he's a little cute, like they always do that with the thing. But as you move around the level, it starts absorbing other pieces, and it can end up being like this giant hulking behemoth. And then all of a sudden, it can just shed all its other parts and be the little small thing again too. And it looks amazing. Like, it's made up of floating pieces. Mm-hmm. So, and the physics for doing that is pretty impressive. So, that, that's... There was a game similar to that on PlayStation 2, wasn't there? I think so. This I sounds think like so. a... You like that ball that was rolling and it kept... Like, you yeah. run over a dog and the dog would be stuck oh, in Oh, you're thinking like, of Katamari yeah. Tamachi, yeah. yeah. yeah that this sounds like a pain-type game. You know, you download it and you play it for, like... A half hour. And then <laughs> oh no, it's a it. full, it's a full, you don't, you don't collect things like that. Like it's still a platformer. Yeah. It's an action platformer, but I think you get them just as you would get weapons and other games. It's like upgrading your character, but then you can shed them if you need to. And 
I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> Rolling over some napalm lint. And- <laughs> uh, they also announced a new kill zone, which people were excited, called Kill Zone Shadowfall. The graphics looked impressive. I honestly don't care about the Kill Zone series, so I didn't really. I didn't think too many people did. I didn't think so either, but apparently it sells well enough to make it a major announcement during mm-hmm. this. They did announce another one called Drive Club, which for driving game enthusiasts, the graphics on this looks friggin' mm. sick. Like blow Gran Turismo away, just mm. because they were they were like lifelike Gran Turismo car. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's the only reason why I bought a PS3 was because of Gran Turismo. 5. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people did. Yep. That yeah, was... and actually, I was a little bit dis- disappointed by it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They make you like keep re-racing things to upgrade cars, where in the previous games you could just kind of keep progressing and kind of upgrade cars as you wanted to and not get stuck. Yep. So. That's a genre of games, so like the fighting games, where something needs to be done to oh, yeah. take this to the next level. What's that going to be? Absolutely. Yeah. But Drive Club, one of the big focuses here is not just to have uh, your <laughs> – I'm reading this article on it. It's funny. Uh, someone said it's basically car porn, and it's intended. <laughs> Audience will eat it right up. Mm. You basically form clubs, I think, with your friends. And you now have you you battle against like it's like having factions and that whole street racing mentality. And you have your gang or your club and you race and compete against others like real live people's others clubs. Mm. That's kind of cool. So you challenge them to a street race. You put something on the line. Sounds like Fast and the Furious. Right. Video game. It's that kind of idea. So that's a kind of cool one. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I didn't really remember much of that being announced during that. But okay, that's in there. This one I'm super psyched about, a new Infamous game. Mm-hmm. So they have one and two, and then this one it looks like it takes place in the future. It's called Infamous Second Son, and I believe it's going to be in Seattle, and then I think one of the characters is most likely a uh, an offspring of Cole McGrath. So it's kind of like going next generation of not only consoles, but Infamous mm-hmm. as well. And there's a whole bunch of like metahumans now, and it's not just a limited amount. Uh, the Witness, which is... The not sequel, but the next game from developer Jonathan Blow, who, if people are not familiar with him, was incredibly successful in the independent games market by creating a game called Braid. And Braid oh, yeah. was the the kind of like time distortion game. It was very Mario like 2D platformer and time manipulation is the whole gimmick of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of the most successful independent games of all time. So to have Jonathan Blow come out and announce The Witness 4 as like a puzzle game for PS4, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Deep Down was a quick demo and a working title that Capcom showed. Not a lot of information. Very much uh, like Dragons and Knights type thing. Not much more information on it mm-hmm. beyond that. Watch Dogs, which was announced for PS3 at the previous E3 uh, looks amazing from Ubisoft and it will be a launch title for the PS4 as well. It is still coming out for PS3. Mm. So people that are afraid they won't be able to play just because PS4 is coming out. Don't worry. The PS3 version is coming out as well. PlayStation always does that for a while, like bridges the two yeah. versions of the game. That's a smart idea. It is. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, God, but this they were game, making PS2 games for how long? For a long time, yeah, for yeah. like five years into the PS3's development. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Dogs looks unbelievable. Mm. And there's not a ton. I can. I mean, you're basically, you're in the near future. Everything's controlled by, it's kind of like person of interest where the cameras are watching everything. 
and manipulating everything and electronics and your information is all out there. And this guy has a device that accesses all that information. So in the the, the live, <laughs> he has a PS4. I know, right? <laughs> the live gameplay demo that they showed had him walking through like city streets, and he saw like one person that had like a victim percentage on him. And as they were walking towards, I guess, a crime infested area, uh, the percentage was rising. And then he scanned over to someone else and it had like name, occupation, date, whatever. Yeah. And then like criminal activity percentage uh-huh. or plausibility. And that kept rising and they, the numbers were going up as they were getting near each other. Oh, that's cool. And then cool. he grabbed her and pulled out a knife and went to like mug her. Yeah. So your guy just like pulled up a bandana over his face, pulled out a gun and like started chasing down the criminal, mm. caught him, took him down. Now the cops are chasing you because you're a vigilante. So he starts running around. Uh, there's a cop car coming after we him. We have vigilantes because they couldn't get the job done. Right. They should thank Batman. <laughs> exactly. <for this. laughs> right. So he hacks into like the street and the traffic lights and everything yeah. and turns on uh, like those those cylinder blockades that rise up out of the street and the cop yeah. cars run into it. And then he he stops a subway or like a monorail with hacking into that, jumps yeah. on top of it, drives by a camera which IDs him. So, and the last thing in the, the clip is him erasing the footage from the camera as he's going by on the monorail. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. He's basically making himself a ghost by hiding with technology. It's so crazy. But that game looks absolutely amazing, even from the time I saw it originally. Uh, we did say that there's an unnamed Final Fantasy game in development from Square Enix that nobody cheered because they couldn't understand the guy when he made the announcement. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment came out and announced that Diablo 3 will be out for PS3 and PS4 in the near future, which I don't know if people are that excited about it because the Diablo 3 reviews haven't been great. When Blizzard came out, I was like, they're going to do some World of Warcraft thing on the PS4, which I just saw your eyes light up a little bit about. <laughs> I, I can't get back into it. I, won't I know. Even, I wouldn't even allow myself. I don't blame you. But I would think that the platform would be powerful enough to run it. Absolutely. You know? <clears throat> oh, I'm sure. So Diablo 3 is coming to the PS4 and PS3. Destiny, mm-hmm. which is the next game from Bungie. Bungie's a free studio now. They're not beholden to Microsoft anymore. And so far, they've only announced Destiny for the PS4. But there's no doubt it will be out for whatever Xbox yeah. console arrives next. I'm sure the Wii U can't handle something like this. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly ambitious game. Looks yeah. a lot like Halo from the shooter perspective. Yeah. But uh, like we were saying, is going to tie in tons of if real world stuff. If you watch the video that's on YouTube. Yeah. Actually, I posted it in the the group page. Oh, that's true. So if you go to uh, uh they show you how they're going to integrate iPads and iPhones and all that into it. They actually show you it <laughs> happening. So Yeah, if you go to facebook.com/group/thegeekgeneration, cool. Mike Fulby did post that video yeah. in there. I'll post it up on the Geek Generation. And they've already point. said that this game is going to take 10 years to complete the whole story. So this is they. It's going to be ongoing for ten. It's going to be ongoing yeah. until there'll be part one, part two. They did oh. that with Halo. <laughs> I thought you meant no, one game. No, <laughs> no, it's no, ongoing. No. But the story itself. No, will it's take. not like you can play through and stop, and it'll take you combined no. ten years to play through the whole. <laughs> Imagine thing. if no. they had that much gameplay. No, it's going to be a world. It not, it's not an MMO. They said that yeah. it's not an MMO, but it does take place in a world that will persist even when you're not there. Mm-hmm. They they said that they've. 
have developed a world that's truly living on its own. Yeah. Which is interesting. And that's always great. I mean, that's something you like. And I they love. can't even predict what's going yeah, to happen. Exactly. And entirely. that's what I liked about Grand Theft Auto always. Was yep. It would just randomly start to rain in the game yeah. or whatever. It's cool when they can create a world inside of yeah, our world. It'd be cool Absolutely. if they did seasons as well. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's something that's always been missing is like all of a sudden there's a snowstorm. Yeah. And the game has to, you have to react to the fact that you can't be driving. Imagine that. That'd be so cool. Or even, it would even allow things that weren't accessible before, like across water. Yeah. You know, like lakes freeze over and then now you can cross it at this time. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. And unlike a regular MMO, it's not going to be when you go and you see everybody else. It's going to be more specific about who it chooses to put you with. Mm. Like depending on where you are in the game, it might find similarly leveled people or it might do it by geography yeah. or there's a lot of ways that it's going to factor that in. Actually, um, yeah, World of Warcraft actually does that now. Oh, does it? Yeah, now... It probably got too crowded. Well, that, yeah, it got too crowded, and then also, as things progress, your environment actually will change. You know, like, if you had this mm. big battle, things may burn, you know, if you fought, like, yeah. a, a dragon. Mm -hmm. And then, so, somebody who hasn't been through that, they can't be on that mission with you anymore, so, actually... Like, they'll disappear off your screen because now you're in, like, two different environments, yeah. even though you're in the same area. Yep. So, that's all the major stuff that I know. Again, we don't know the price point. We don't know what the console looks like. Aside from that, that's pretty much it. I might have missed something. Do you guys have any questions? I'm guessing $699. Yeah? Yeah. You Especially think it's going to be near 700 Yeah, Seven's because it comes with the eye. Oh, interesting. If it was just the system, I was going to say, like, 599 Yep. But I think it's going to be... And still Blu-ray technology is built in, so it's still... Mm -hmm. People People were worried that uh, this next console, or the PlayStation 4, and the next Microsoft console were going to totally ditch disc-based media. Sony's not that stupid, because Sony is... Uh, they developed Blu-ray. It's their technology. Yep. And that's the leader of media right now, as far as hardware goes. So they're not going to not put a Blu-ray disc in. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about that. The whole digital distribution only thing. If it happens, it's not going to happen for years. Anything else? Not yet. No. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up right there. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for joining us. You can see everything that we talked about today if you go to thegeekgeneration.com. Uh, there is, again, that article with all the bullet points that we kind of went over, and you can check out the pictures of the DualShock 4 there. Uh, you can also watch trailers for several of the games. Infamous trailers up there. Watch Dogs is up there. I'm going to post Knack. I'll post Destiny information. And the entire PlayStation 4 press conference is there as well. So you can watch that too. Uh, so that's it. Cool. We will see you guys later. See ya. Bye. Make it so.